Greetings, everyone. I'm excited to welcome Ratnesh Verma, founder and CEO at Pidge. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ben. It's great to be here. Yeah, great to have you here. Let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit about your background. Cool. So yeah, I've got a very diverse background and I'm kind of like this defined by my experiences. I've worked in seven different countries. Prior to founding Page, I was the global president for Whitbread, which is a UK listed company, better known for its brand Costa Coffee and the Premier Inn Hotels. And prior to that, I was with Hyatt responsible for development investments acquisitions across Asia Pacific region. And I've, as I said, I worked in seven different countries, including some very interesting ones like, like Japan and Dubai and Hong Kong. Yeah, that's great. And so, yeah, really interesting, the Hyatt Hotel background. And then it sounds like you, and after that, you mentioned it was a coffee company? Yes, Costa Coffee. Okay. Costa Coffee. Okay. Yeah, I love a good cup of coffee, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> so what, so it sounds like a non-tech background. And then now, is this your first SaaS startup role or founder role then? Yes, it is. It is. And, you know, again, you know, I went to Stanford, did my, my master's in corporate innovation. So I guess the seeds of entrepreneurship was sown then. So my background's not tech, uh, but my background is growing businesses from scratch and building brands from scratch. And I'm also very fortunate to have um, a fantastic co-founder who takes care of the product and tech. So while I take care of the vision and the just really mapping out the the market problem with what we build from a product offering point of view, you know, my my co-founder brings all of that to life from a from an execution perspective. Yeah, interesting. I mean, amazing background working in different countries and different companies. So what how did that happen where all of a sudden you know you became a startup founder? Did you just, you know, meet your co-founder and start talking? What what happened where you decided to to start a SaaS company? Yeah, so I, I think it was all about timing. It was about the opportunity in India. You know, we saw the e-commerce, you know, the whole ecosystem just, you know, explosive growth. It's growing, it's doubling every three years. You know, it's it's about 175 billion today. It'll be a trillion by the end of the decade. You know, and then combine that with the fact that, you know, the ecosystem is, or the e-commerce is still less than 8% of all the retail compared to, you know, over 20% in global average and, you know, close to 30% in, in the U.S., for example. So this, this entire space, the e-commerce space, fascinated me, saw a huge opportunity there. And then clearly what I realized was, you know, all e-commerce has to end in delivery. And the delivery ecosystem in India is uh, very, very fragmented, very unorganized. Um, and that's really what we are digitizing through our, our solution. Yeah, really interesting. And in I've partnered with some Indian SaaS companies on just different things, events. And tell us what what is your, in your opinion, the kind of the state of SaaS in, in India right now? Are we just at the beginning? Tell us a little bit about what, what's happening there with the SaaS scene. I think the SaaS scene in India is very nascent. Let's just start there. The adoption is very nascent. So when you think about these small businesses, they have very low or no level of digital adoption at all. You know, manual labor, you know, the benchmarking of a SaaS investment is to manual cost and manual cost always wins. And then you talk about the larger and kind of like the mid-sized larger organizations, 
and they're still working with very legacy systems. They're still working with kind of like solutions that have been, you know, built for themselves. I mean, 10 years back, hey, build me a website and where I can accept orders. And, you know, some web developer just created that for them. It's very, it's very unique to them. So it's legacy systems, low level of adoption. And, and that's really the SaaS scene in India right now. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, fascinating. So let's let's talk about Pitch. Tell us what products and or services does Pitch offer. So P- Pitch offers logistics technology, and we have built our product, and that's what makes it very unique. We've built our product, which is a it's end to end, because a lot of times people don't understand that last mile logistics or intra city logistics, hyper local, whatever you want to call it, is more than a delivery. There are other components to it. For example, in India, even now, over 70% of the deliveries are cash on delivery. So they're not prepaid. The whole cash component, the collection, the reconciliation, it's a, it's a big challenge in the ecosystem. You know, the entire customer experience is a big challenge as well, especially in terms of the, the visibility, the tracking and the notifications, all of that stuff. Demand aggregation is another challenge because demand is now this omni-channel demand. And then to be able to aggregate that, to be able to build efficient routing and and the rest of it, that is a a big challenge. So we've built a solution, which is a very end-to-end solution. It's not just a routing mechanism. It goes all the way from demand aggregation to post-demand delivery experience. And that's the the biggest thing that defines our, our solution. It's modular. So larger companies can take an individual module. So you can take the entire suite of eight products that we, that we have. But what's, you know, one of the things that we are really mindful of is the technology adoption. And as I said, there are two challenges to technology adoption, actually everywhere in the world. The first is the complexity of onboarding. It takes a long time to onboard. You need to have IT resources, just the integrations, the kind of like a transfer of data is kind of like a, it's a, it's a massive problem could take weeks and months. Even some of the more popular SaaS could take a long time. Now here we're talking about an audience who may not even have a laptop. Um, And you need to make your SaaS very low code so that they can access it, you know, literally on a mobile phone and get going. The second challenge that I mentioned is really the return on investment. And businesses in India, especially in markets like India, they do not, it's kind of like more transactional mindset. So it's, it's a mindset like, hey, you know, what can I get instantly rather than let me invest and get long-term returns, especially with the small and medium businesses. So we solve for those two problems by having a self-serve uh, solution, which is low-code, self-onboard. From the time that you download to the time that you get started is less than 30 minutes. And that's something that's very unique as well. And the second problem that we solve in terms of adoption is we've built a transaction-based SaaS solution, which is, you know, pay as you go. There is no, there's no other charge as you utilize it, not dissimilar to mobile companies. And that's really what we've done. So it's an end-to-end solution, it's self-serve and it's transaction-based. Yeah, really interesting. So you are you targeting you, who's your ideal customer profile? Is it e-commerce? Is it brick and mortar? Brick and mortar? Is it both? It's anyone who delivers. Okay. It's anyone who delivers, regardless of, you know, the channel that your demand comes from, anybody who delivers, 
needs our solution. So this could be, you know, offline stores who are doing deliveries, like a lot of pharmacies and groceries, you know, bakeries, etc. cloud kitchens. It could also be online stores that are delivering from whether that's their warehouse or, or dock stores. So anybody who delivers needs the pitch technology. Okay. And when you say pay as you go, so is that per shipment per delivery that then they're paying? Correct. Correct. Okay. It's okay. a it's a completely, you know, so we we've built a closed wallet, put your money, you control your money, and every time you deliver, there is a there's a small transaction fees that just gets deducted from your wallet. Okay. Okay. So no platform fee, no subscription. It sounds like just as you use it, you pay. Okay. Correct. Okay. And it's and there is no setup cost, okay. zero setup cost. So that's that's really what we built and 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 we've seen great great traction with it. Yeah, sounds like the environment there are just the demands or expectations are a little different maybe than the US market where, like you said, you've got to make it self-serve, you've got to make it mobile friendly, you've got to make it kind of that instant gratification when using your your SaaS product in India. Yeah. And and I think I think you know one of the things that I've learned is look, anybody can 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 you know give you a very complex talk. Anybody can go and build a complex product, but I think the real test of success is if your concept is understood by a fifth grader. And we kept that in mind and, you know, the solutions that we built, they're designed for a fifth grader. And, you know, when you, when you deal with uh, personas that have different level of uh, digital awareness, you want to make sure that it's, it's understood by everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fascinating. Love it. So what year did you found Pitch? 2019. Okay, 2019. And then where are you located? Do you have a headquarters or your your Romo virtual? No, we have we have our our, our office in uh, Gurgaon in it's 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 in suburb of well, it's not really a suburb. It's 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 a city outside of, of Delhi and in, in India. Okay, okay. And what's your current team size? We have about 55 people, largely comprising of our product tech and uh, sales and marketing force. So, I mean, the entire organization is focused on either building the product or selling it. Okay, interesting. And, you know, in, we talk a lot about the labor market. How is the labor market in India as you're scaling your company? Easy to find talent, hard, competitive? Look, it's 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 hard to always. It doesn't matter if you're a, if you're if you have 1.4 billion people. Um, it's always a challenge finding the right person. So yeah, the labor market. I mean, this this finding the right talent is 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 a challenge. You know, and there is there is always a demand for that right talent. And you know the, you know, there's been a lot of tech layoffs in you know in in corporate America. On the contrary, in India, the startup ecosystem is thriving. And, you know, there is, there is still a challenge finding right people. Okay. Okay. Yeah, interesting. And anything you want to share around your revenue size or, or yeah, anything around revenue ranges? Yeah. So we, we currently have, you know, just a little over a million ARR in okay. revenue. Okay. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's really where we are. That's great. Congrats on hitting that. And Thank tell you. us, yeah, tell us a little bit about your go-to-market motion. How are you finding prospects and customers? Yeah, well, I think, you know, classic adoption curve, you know, finding the innovators is, is and the early adopters is, is really what the key is. You're not going to discover them um, entirely digitally. It's going to be more of a network. You'd be the more traditional advocacy and, you know, finding the right people to be able to 
to to be your advocates, product advocates, and and we took a similar approach. We kind of like onboarded some marquee, you know, businesses, and it, it just had a trickle down effect. And you know, in terms of just building that awareness, you have to kind of like you know, social adoption is is extremely important as well, especially when you work with micro and small businesses. So it's a, it's kind of like a combination of building advocacy versus and and as well in in addition, of course, to building that social presence. Okay, so it sounds like. Yeah, you've got to seek out some of those early adopters there that are not just going to come to you, but also landing some of those big logos, those big brand names, but maybe then that creates more awareness at that level as well. Correct. Yeah. And then how much capital have you raised to date? We've raised $6 million to date. Uh, we started uh, with $2 million in bootstrap capital. We added a million in seed round and then $2 million in a pre-series A round. Okay. And you said 2 million in the, in the pre-seed you said? Sorry, it's 3 million in the pre-series oh. A round. Okay. Oh, the pre-series. Yeah, that's right. The pre-series. Yeah. Pre-series yeah. A. Okay. Perfect. <clears throat> so 6 million to date. And so interesting journey, you know, bootstrap, get a seed round, pre-series A. So what triggers or milestones did you see in that process that said you were ready to raise capital, you know, or maybe just the, the pre-series A round as an example? Yeah, look, one of one of the beliefs that I have is, you know, while it's all cool to raise large capitals of, of you know, large, large amounts of capital, I've always believed in raising enough for what we can successfully deploy over a 12 to 15 month period, especially at an early stage. You want to continue to build your vision. You want to continue to build with, with a lot of speed and, and rapid scale. So you don't want to just value too much too early. And that's, that's, that's exactly the approach that we've taken. So the trigger points really is, so the, when we raised the first round of capital, it was basically to, you know, to launch additional services. And that's what we raised the capital. So, so basically to launch all of our value add-on services. The second round of capital that we recently raised is to have a national launch. And we're going to use this capital to to launch across the across the country and you know in the last few months we've already gone from one six one city in india to six cities now okay great and tell us any lessons learned along the way in that fundraising journey um don't count your chickens until they're hatched you know so you know the the fundraising environment as we all know is challenging you know, our, your fundraising could take a lot of time and, you know, you cannot, you know, it's very important through the entire process uh, to be able to continue with your growth journey. Um, you just can't, um, you know, lift your foot off the pedal. And, you know, that, that's really, that's been our, our, you know, our biggest learnings as, as consuming as the fundraising process is, especially for a, for a young startup, it's, 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 it's very time consuming and, to continue running your business, to continue the growth, continue hiring people and raising capital. It's its literally you're doing three jobs yeah. and 24 hours in a day is not enough. So until and unless, you know, if anyone is willing to go through that entire, you know, it's, 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 it's very painful, it's challenging, but it's rewarding at the end of the day. Great. And so with the, well, I was going to ask the with the fundraising journey. Oh, with your investors, are these local investors, international investors? No, these are European investors. They are they're European investors, institutional investors. 
Okay. Okay. And then how, how did that end up? How did you, was it just, how did you find investors in Europe through networks, just reaching out to, to random investors, or maybe you knew they were interested in this, in this type of product? No, it was through network. We, there okay. was, there was, there was a reference and we, we got talking and, you know, just explaining the proposition. So it was through a network. We did not have an intermediary. We did not have an investment banker. Um, and we just ran the process uh, with the help of uh, a legal firm here. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And then as you manage and guide your business now, is there a favorite number or metric that's uh, important at this stage of, the, uh, of your business? Adoption, 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 mm-hmm. adoption, because, you know, again, our business model is, is targeted for the, you know, the unorganized sector in India, which I said is, is over 90%. And that's really what we're seeking at this point in time is building our, you know, active users on a monthly basis. And, you know, we're, we're a few hundred active users on a monthly basis right now. Active users here mean active business accounts. And our target is to have more than 10,000 by the end of this year. And then just continue to grow that quarter on quarter. You know, I can see this being uh, several million uh, active users in a couple of years' time, and yeah. that's that's how big the market is. So, our my single metric right now is building that adoption. Okay, okay, that's great. And then, Radnish, really appreciate your time as we wrap, wrap up here. What's next for Pitch? What's coming up that's new and exciting? Well, look, I think the biggest uh, thing for us is we have a very exciting pipeline of products. You know, our entire purpose is to grow the ecosystem by digitizing the unorganized. India is a very exciting market. So as much as, you know, I do see Pitch International, but I think for the immediate future, our our focus is in digitizing. I'd like to see, you know, for the sake of the ecosystem, I'd like to see more and more businesses be digitized, more and more organized third-party logistic options be available you know, so that it can continue to fuel the e-commerce vision of this country. Yeah, it sounds like exciting times for Pidge. And if listeners would like to learn more about Pidge, where should we send them online? Well, you can, our website, our social pages, our website, pitch.in, is, is a good source of all the information, you know, including just getting an insight into, you know, the, the suite of products that we have. Okay, perfect. So if you'd like to learn more about Ratnesh and Pidge, check out pidge.in. And Ratnesh, really appreciate your time sharing your experience and your background today. Thank you so much, Ben. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and very insightful questions. Thank you. Thank you.